Welcome to Tales from the Old World, a Warhammer fantasy podcast sponsored by War of the Ever Chosen, a sixth edition fantasy event with some of the most fun and unique scenarios in the hobby. Go to talesfromtheoldworld.com to get your tickets today to claim the title of Ever Chosen. Welcome to Tales from the Old World, covering everything Warhammer Fantasy. My name's Dave. And today we're going to be talking to Tom Carley, whose 3D miniature printing store, The Beast Forge, can be found on Etsy. Tom's a veteran Stragoi Vampire Count 6th edition player. You might have met him around um, the community in the UK. He goes to a lot of events and he's a good laugh too. And uh, we have a really good chat where we kind of go over how Tom got into the hobby and why he chose Stragoi as an army. Um, strengths and weaknesses of a standard vampire count army and typical army list you're going to come up against. What's different about a you know a Strigoi army itself and what are different about their tactics? What's the strengths of a Strigoi army? What's different about Tom's particular list and how he uses it if you need a bit of inspiration? Because his is a bit different than um, most Strigoi players. Um, what units he chooses against different races to best effect talks about how to use vampire magic and complement it with certain user units um the different roles of ghouls skeletons and zombies and how you treat them all very differently how to use ethereal units how to use black coaches and how to keep adding wounds to it tom's record is 26 wounds apparently um we go on a little bit about the lore of the Strigoi and why it's, it's fun and it's a bit more different to the other vampire counts and anything else in Warhammer, to be fair. Um, we talk about using speed as, your, as to your advantage as Strigoi, uh, how to win without relying on magic, uh, you know, the tactic of creating ranked units in the game rather than bringing them, so creating and rising things rather than bringing them with you in your actual list itself. Um, how to make your enemy save their dispelled dice, allowing you to cast more spells. And finally, we kind of go through how Strigoi actually cannot have magic items. So he talks about their bloodline powers and how, to be honest, they, that actually makes up for it anyway, as he would just choose them if he had the choice anyway. So, but before we get started, remember tickets are still available for Ward the Ever Chosen, hosted in Manchester in February. Uh, it's an amazing 6th edition uh, fantasy event where players are travelling from all over the UK to compete for the title of Ever Chosen. It's going to be a pretty unique event, uh, and you can read all about the unique rules and scenarios on the event page of talesfromtheoldworld.com. Uh, it should be a good laugh, so I hope to see you there. Anyway, enjoy my chat with Tom. We recorded this about five minutes after uh, his... Stragoi gave my Chaos Army a spanking, so I can definitely say the guy knows his stuff. All right, enjoy. Right, so, Tom. Do, do you want Dave. To, <laughs> should we start off by... Do you want to tell us a little bit about your history in the, the game and when you got into it? And yeah, so I got into it, I remember it was on my 10th birthday. Um, was I, it? Yeah, it was yeah. When I, literally on my 10th birthday. Um, I went into Games Workshop in Loughborough looking for a copy of uh, Monopoly. You know, because it's games workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I really wanted to set a Monopoly, a Star Wars Monopoly, uh, for my birthday. And I was like, oh, wrong shop. <laughs> and um, no, so then I was found a game much, much better than Monopoly. Um, yeah. I remember when I went into the games workshop, they were like, okay, what's better? Um, wizards and swords or, you know, fantasy future. And I was like, well, I did come in for Star Wars. So let's try 40k. Yeah. But I did both intro games, got into fantasy. That must be so many people's story that. Yeah. Like, I like Star Wars. So it's... it's. And you got to remember at that time that was Phantom Menace was out. 
And there's no Lord of the Rings, so you kind of think. Not quite. So it, you this was think, like a year before Fellowship yeah. came out, so that buzz wasn't there. I'd read it, yeah, yeah. but I wasn't like, oh my god, Aragorn. At that <laughs> point, you yeah. know, that came the following year, and I remember the green box coming out. But anyway, that's not fantasy. Yeah. But I um, did both intro games, and 40k seemed fun, but fantasy was just a lot more fun hmm. back at the time because all the spell names and stuff like that. And yeah, I remember picking up. There weren't like start collecting boxes or anything back then. Yeah. But I got the big, I think it was 40, 50 quid back then, where you got some orcs and you got some empire and the rule book and all of that stuff. Something that'll be like a thousand pounds now if you found it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's your firstborn child and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff, you know. But I got that and we were feverishly painting that up. That at the time I thought was incredible. Now I think I would look better if I flicked it into a pot of paint, you know. <laughs> I, I realized I wasn't. I always thought I was a terrible picture. When you get, I found my models from when I was a kid, mm. and some of them were some of them were, te- were terrible. Yeah, but some of them because I never knew about like n- null oil, and I never knew about. So I literally just lashed a load of it in that, and you're like, that's actually yeah. Except, I don't well have... done, twelve year old Dave. <laughs> do you, do you know? I don't have any of my old stuff. I don't know. No, um, I lived away for a bit, um, like moved country. Oh, right. And everything was at my mum's house, and I was about nineteen at the time. She was like, "Do you want your Warhammer?" I was like, "No, I'm never getting back into that." <laughs> so I stopped playing when I was sixteen because, like a lot of men at that point, you have to choose between two things: toy soldiers or vagina. Yeah, yeah. and you know, women won at that point. It's weird when you get to more our age, you're like, oh, "Toy I made the wrong choice." <laughs> Wrong choice. Oh, God, amount which, of money in Bretonians, which man. One, which one would have given me much less hassle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christ, the painter I'd be now if I didn't have that. Christ, I'd be God, so I'd good. Be, I'd be so happy. <laughs> My second wife, she's going to be so much nicer to me. <laughs> but uh, then I got back into it a year before lockdown. And, you know, firstborn child on the way. Let's get into a really fucking expensive hobby, you know? I think Because the reason I got back into it, because I, I did it when I was... I think just before high school, I was kind of doing it, and yeah. uh, and it was literally I only started about a year ago back into it, um, which is which is why I'm usually the confused looking guy at tournaments. And stuff. <laughs> but um, there's a brilliant fo- I'll put a photo up on. There's a brilliant photo of when I was playing with you. Yeah, uh, do you remember that still? Which is just oh, go- well, I've just I'm, got my head in my hands. I, I'm turning to you, and then just say, "What? Why, why are you being like this?" And you look so upset. Yeah. With me. What Bretonians going to do on the charge? There's only three of them on the front. What's the worst that can happen? He loses the game. I Dave. haven't played Bretonia for years. He loses the game. That's As a, what do you know that what? Even though you know the rules, you know when you just have the brain fart. Yeah. You're just like, oh, it's all good. That oh. was a, that was a really fun. That was a. Um, Alex Storch's Resurrection. That Which is always great good. Great laugh. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the, the godfather of 6th edition. <laughs> you know. Um, what was it? But basic, But I just got a bit later. So it wasn't really... The, I'd already kind of stopped the whole going out bit, but it was more from work, just something to de-stress. Because yeah. I found myself, I got back from work, and I was thinking, oh, I should be doing some more work. And as soon as I did, it was the only thing... Like, I'd watch... I run a production company, so if I'm watching a film, my brain's going, "You should be writing a film. You should be trying to get your film made." But yeah. if I'm reading a book, it's like maybe you should. You need to write more. <laughs> you know. So it's literally the only thing I can focus on. No, is- I totally get you with that, and it's uh, one of the other reasons I got back into it. Is I'm a chef, and I was reading something in a newspaper or something like that about the reason a lot of chefs burn out of the industry is we try and get all of our creative passion from the job. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and. I'm, that's right with me as well actually. you know yeah, you try like, and yeah. seek all of that so all your creative fulfilment you try and get out of your job and that's true for most creative types mm. what if you can't work in that job 
that gives you that creative freedom. So I used to do fine dining and mission and style work, yeah, yeah. which that gives you that fulfillment, but it takes everything else away from your life. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to work in that anymore because it's horrible hours, crap money. So I was working in still a good place, mm. but you know, I'm having to make nuggets and chips for kids because that's what makes money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was trying to seek all my fulfillment from that. And I was hopping from job to job, to job, to job, to job. And then as soon as I started Warhammer, or started back in it, stayed at my last job for three and a half years. I, th- I genuinely think it's good for your mental health. It is, because then you get that outlet. Yeah, you, know? you do have the, the problem with the mental health when you get too obsessive about there it. Is you that. get too addicted to it. There is that. But I think, I think it just lets you focus on one thing, and it's the only thing that you can genuinely figure which yeah. people listening to this must be didn't exist when I came back into it, you know? Which is few, because that's what my time <laughs> was like. I was still reading books. Yeah. I was reading, never really pay, played much 40K, but I was reading the books, so yeah. I'm really into the lore and everything. And I was hearing what was happening to fantasy. So I didn't yeah. get White Dwarf or anything anymore. But you know, just like, heard about the end times sake, and all of that. Why, why yeah. it, it sounded like a copyright thing and it sounded like it was just yeah. getting rid of it. So I was furious. So, um, um, but that seems to be so many different people's stuff. So when I got back into it, I was really, oh, I'll have a look around and see that. Because none of my mates, trying, to, ex- trying to explain this stuff to my mates is yeah. trying to explain you know, brain surgery to them. Yeah. Like, what, why? So uh, when you looked around and there was actually events around, um, but did you ever go to eighth, or did you just stay on six? Because no, my... I stopped playing on six. I, that was because that was even... my thing when I came back in. Because yeah. I left at fifth. Yeah, was kind of when I stopped. Also, massive change. Yeah, so, so when I came back, I was looking at eighth, and I was like, "What the fuck is it?" Where, yeah. where six was more, fourth and fifth with actually I had some improvements here yeah. and so. Um, no, I never had to deal with the block of a thousand swordsmen yeah, or anything well, that like shit. that. No, never had that. Um, I stopped playing with six and. You know, I came back in. I tried Age of Sigmar. Uh, oh, I, just, I had a flesh eating quartz army, which, you know, wicked models. I've got to say, I love what they've done because you got to remember, I didn't see the new Strigoi models, the plastic ones. I didn't see the plastic crit ghouls. Yeah. I didn't see the crit flares or the terror guys. So yeah. this is all brand new to me. So I was like, oh, these are amazing. Because I always wanted to play a Strigoi army when I was 12, but three ghouls for nine quid. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it gets expensive yeah. real fast. Yeah. Whereas, oh, there's a box that has got like I think it's 16 or 20 in it. Mm. I bought uh, the start collecting set. Well, I think I've still, I, I, and it was cheap as hell. I must have some Age of Sigma. I've got a lot of Age of Sigma models yeah. for just breaking them and smashing them and putting That's them on a square base. That's it. And you know, I'm not going to say Age of Sigma's crap, Age of Sigma's good. I tried it, I personally didn't like it. The models well, are stunning. What it is, is That's it's not even thing. the game. It's we're all so heartbroken of what they did to yeah. We take it out on Age of Sigma. Because I mean, I've never really looked at the rule book. No, I played one intro game and went, ah, there's no flanks. So I, I think it's more the... It's your ex-girlfriend, if she, you know, even though you got this new fancy word, just like she, she how she hurt you, yeah. and she, you she still left th- me. Still think about her every now and again. I think she left me. She didn't even ask me first. <laughs> yeah. No one asked me my opinion, yeah. but no. So I'm, I'm nothing against Age of Sigmar players. It's you know, it's done a lot in the fact that it's brought a lot more people into the hobby, which mm. is great. You know, it, it's a lot easier to get into. It's a lot easier to play, but which is wicked. And like I say, the stunning models that have come from it. I could only praise. Yeah, you know, yeah, there yeah, are. Sure. So, you've got to be a bit crafty, and if anyone's seen my armies, they'll know that that's what I'm about with the whole creative <laughs> basing. Like anyone who looks at a unit and goes, "They'll never fit on bases." I take as a personal challenge. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll take I'll take some photos before I go as well, and I'll show show the guys some of your art. But you've got some good photos, actually. If you don't yeah, want well, I spam the sixth edition. Yeah, I'll, I'll the nick time. some of them. Um, um, but that that's what that leads us into quite nicely in terms of so Strigoi has been your. 
Can't has always been your army, would you say? Used to play Blood Dragons back in the day. Um, because I said there was no start collecting box. There was a Christmas box yeah. for the Blood Dragons. Yeah. You know how they come out with 150 quid boxes? They still yeah. come out with them today, but you get a lot less of them. Yeah. Uh, £150 box that was a bunch of Black Knights, Graveguard, and every Blood Dragon character. Um, and it had a special edition Battle Standard Bearer. Loved that box. Yeah. Um, I had everyone in my family. Like they were like, "What do you want for Christmas?" That. <laughs> yeah. Everyone pitching. That's what I want. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I think I got that and some chocolate that Christmas. And that was it. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Fair. Other kids want a PlayStation. Nope. Dad's got one of them. But you can count them as multiple. You know, it's not just one person. You open it up and there's a million. There's tons in there. Yeah. So you're um, not gonna be upset. So about I did it. play Blood Dragons back in the day. Always wanted to play Strigoi, but never had the cash to do so. Right, so you know, so for people who are not, uh, so even just vampire account players, yeah, or, or played against them much, so what what's a standard kind of vampire account army? And we'll mean, get into Strigoi in a minute. And standard but, in terms of and like, what's what's the strengths and weaknesses? Yeah, so the standard army that you'd pretty much look at, we'll say two thousand points to make yeah. life easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to have a count or a lord of your chosen bloodline. And then his crew of necromancers. You know, three if he's a uh, count. Four, uh, yeah, two if he's a lord. Yeah, that's what most people will run. In, ter- in terms of <laughs> how hard they are. Yeah. What what other lords could you run a vampire lord into, and uh, feel very comfortable? Anything that isn't a chaos lord. Yeah. Pretty much, or a greater demon. Yeah. You know, I'd, I've ran him into a chaos lord, and he's been fine. Mm. You know. Um, they're so bloody strong. They've <laughs> yeah. got what I think the, the Blood Dragon one, especially, has got the highest weapon skill of a foot character in the game. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, even a Necrarch one, who are the casting ones, have got still very good stat lines compared to say their. Because I always thought you, I thought they were you know? the ones that you keep out of combat, but is that kind of you don't have to. I mean, they've got one. They can still handle themselves. Yeah, I mean, a vamp- it's still, still a vampire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, it's still going to have an empire captain or something like that. It will have any, pretty much any, but the thing is, they're very expensive. Yes, it You is. look at an empire lord, points wise, I mean, mine in the list I've run at the moment is 440 points just for the lord. Yeah, that's not, it's not on a dragon. It's, it's not, not on a dragon. A- that is him on his feet. Yeah. That's a lot of points for one <laughs> yeah, character. So, yeah. So, that, the, what, so that's so, the characters. And then you've got all their little trinkets and stuff like that. Mm. You can play around with the laws and stuff and uh, with what you do with those characters. But that's generally the mm. given thing. Some people will swap out the necroma- one necromancer for a white lord or for a thrall if you want to have a bit more punch in a unit. Talking of whites, most people will take one, if not two, units of whites and you've got the two different types. Yeah. So you've got your black knights, your mounted whites, my personal feeling is that they're the best cav unit in the game uh and then why is that because they've got a two up save they cause fear a strength six on the charge they've got magical attacks and killing blow and you can give them a <laughs> banner that means they can always hit on threes <laughs> yeah. there's not much in the game that can yeah. that can look at that and go that'd ah, be fine you know there's really not much that can look at that uh the only thing that i'm ever worried about charging them into is a block of demons because the demons don't really care about three quarters of what I've just said. I get it. Yeah. You know, they just they don't care. Mm. Uh, killing blow, meh, still the same. You, you know. get a ward save off killing blow, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they the high strength, meh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah, don't yeah. even give a shit. You yeah. know? Um, and then, you know, going back to the standard list, yeah. skeletons. Um, if you're paying for zombies, unless you're filling up a tiny quarter of your points, you're doing it wrong. Don't pay for zombies, raise zombies, they're shit. Yeah. They're brilliant when you raise them, they're shit when you pay for them. Because I, I was talking with you when I, I played somebody 
not long ago when I was Dark Elves. They just put zombie. They just raised. What's the what's the spell called? Invocation of Nehek. Yeah. So I they raised. They just. Ma- I think they did a couple of irresistible forces, and they just had so much more dice than. Oh, they're, they're incredible when you pull them out of nowhere. They're oh, brilliant. Just zombies yeah. in front of all my archers. Yep. In front of a bolt thrower, so I couldn't really shoot much. And then they next turn they then raised into you know, the little gap which you always have because of terrain yep. to get your knights through or something. Just more zombies. No, it's away. my board. It's not your board. So I'm going to kill them. Yeah. But I've just wasted. And you will t- get the points for them, but they're six each. Yeah, I've just wasted. So, <laughs> you know, he just essentially wasted a turn getting rid yeah. of them. And by then, your blood knights are nearly on. Or the, the black knights. Black yeah. knights. Are don't get blood knights. In this Sorry, edition. no black, black, no. black. But he had black knights. But so by yeah. the time I got rid of them. The Black Knights were in charging range, and yep. then it's, it's good night, Irene. <laughs> and then, still in the course up, we've got the second best swarm in the game. I think Nurglings are still the best. I have lots of Nurglings. Just minus one to hit is insane. Yeah. You know? uh, but Ward save as well. But yeah, bat swarms, though, are just an annoyance more than anything. Well, we've just, so we have just played a game. Um, were they say you'd say they your MVPs? Who would you say? Because they stopped. I had a fen- I, I went with my um, Chaos Yeah, I'd say, yeah. Which is basically Chaos Warriors, but with like Albion stuff, so there's Fen yeah. Beasts and Dark Emissaries. But you, you're... I see a nasty unit that I don't want to get into combat. I chuck those bats in. I go, that's fine. There's 25 wounds there to get yeah. through. Well, it held up. It held up a Fen Beast about two, maybe three turns. Two turns, and it held up a chariot, and then it held then... up a chariot, and then it ended up on my Lord's Knights. Yeah, and that kept them. St- it flanked them. So we kept the knights still, so your knights could eventually reach them. Yeah, and we'll and get into them. tactics, but that yeah. is just that's vampires one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah. Is put the bat swarm into that nasty unit, and then get your other strong unit in there to do something with them. You know. Yeah. Um. So bat swarms, bloody brilliant. Love them. They're expensive. There's a reason they're naught to one. Yeah. Vampire counts. I think the only army in the game that can take two different types of swarms as well. So in your specials, that's you oh, the ethereal one as well, isn't it? Yeah, which are equally as incredible. Charge them into a unit as long as they don't have magical attacks, and they will just sit there. Yeah, bat swarms don't crumble, so that's why they're incredible. But mm-hmm. spirit hosts take zero damage, <laughs> so that's why they're incredible. Direwolves love them. They're mm-hmm. fast cav. They're not as good as other fast cav because they can't flee. They um, get they get the um. Do they get they get plus one strength on a charge? Do you get plus one strength on a charge? They've got movement nine. They cause fear. Mm. They're in, they're insane. They're the best war beast like dogs in the game. Yeah. Um, skeletons love them. If you give them with spears, they're all right. Put them with hand weapon and shield. That's suddenly a four up save that you can bring back as much as you want. Well, who would what would be the point of that? Because they're not really a hold. Are they still count them as a holding. Oh, because you can rebuild. You can use spells you can to rebuild. rebuild them. So whenever you cast invocation onto a unit that pre-exists, yeah. they come with that equipment. Yeah. So if you give them light light armor, hand weapon, shield, you only need to start with the unit at ten. And that can be a unit of 50 by the end of the game. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a really good tactic to just boot up a unit like that. They're brilliant. They're, they will hold against most of their other, you know, put them into Empire Swordsman, for example. Yeah. Skellies will win. Yeah. Um, okay, they're only weapon skill too, but eh, they're not there to do damage. They're there to stay there. Um, uh, just be annoying. Get in the way. I mean, that's what 80% of the army list is. You know, all the core stuff is not there to do damage. Is there to get in the way? Other than the dogs, which are brilliant for harrying flanks and for taking war yeah. machines and archers and stuff like that. Like in our game, it was chaos, so there was nothing of that really to take out. 
but they still were a thorn in your side. Well, that's you know? it. Well, hold them up until the knights or the lord yeah, get there. Yeah, and it's it, really? just waves and waves of crap that you then have to get through. <laughs> yeah. That they might not do a lot. They might only take one out on the way. Well, we'll get well we'll get into your tactics and your army. Yeah. But in deployment, we were saying that a big problem for me was we call it chaff, don't we? Where you put all the yeah. the dogs that because you had so much dogs and <laughs> bats and ghouls that and yeah. Essentially, my whole army would pretty much down. So I had to guess where these bloody knights were going to be. And I still had a third of my army to put down, yeah. and you were finished. That was a big problem. Um, so, but I think I did okay, but but, yeah. but but it was a massacre in the end. So we spoke about whites. You know, they're brilliant. Standard army's going to have at least one or two units of them. Felbats, great as well. Little suicide units. Oh, we didn't talk about ghouls. Ghouls. They, they, were, they might have been your MVPs. So they're ghouls, rolling for poison. They're divisive in the community, and I don't know why, because they're incredible. Eight points for... Strength three, toughness four, poison attacks, skirmishes that cause fear. Why are they divisive? Because some people were like, "Wow, well, why do you need chaff in an army that can just raise its own shit back up?" And it's like, I don't think you heard me when I said toughness four, poison cause fear, skirmishes. It's poison. It's like even like it's like saying to a lizardman, "Don't use any skinks." Yeah. Because how many times have we gone? Oh, skinks are useless. Yeah, and, like and Saurus then, are great. And then it's the know. poison part. The yeah. poison part as well. And they get two attacks. And even if you're only taking a couple units of them. They're great for a screen at the start, you know, because they're skirmishers. And you weren't doing big units of them, were you? You were doing like five? No, big unit, unit, they're rubbish, because they are alive, so they will panic, and they will flee. What Um, leadership have they got? Six. So, yeah, they're not there. That's not their job, is it? Mm. (laughs) And it's great when you pass a leadership test on their own leadership. You feel amazing about yourself. (laughs) You feel like you've done a really good job. Um, And then getting to the rare stuff, the Banshee, probably the most hated unit in the game. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't play Vampire Counts. He sees a van- Banshee go on and go, oh, that's not a problem. Well, it's weird because I think the first time I ever played Banshee, when I got back into the hobby, yeah. the Banshee was what? That's why I was really happy in our it's game. It's spoken was, in hushed tones almost. Yeah, yeah it? it's, yeah. it's kind of... What was it? It can shoot in combat? It can... The only restriction to its shooting attack is it can't pick out a character in a unit. It can go through terrain. It doesn't need line of sight. It so can, it can go shoot into when, combat. It can shoot when it's in combat and it can but shoot... Only at the unit it's in combat with or it can shoot into any an, other combat. Another combat, yeah. Mm. And is, it won't hit your own unit. See, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what, I have, I've gone up against beat of Vampire Counts and they haven't had one <laughs> and I'm very much... What are you doing? The 90 points? Yeah. yeah. What you go to, so Black Coach is your other rare slot. They're relatively crap in comparison. They are scary. People look at them. They think it's they're that threatening. Wound. What happens if for anybody who doesn't it's called, know? It's called the invocation of death. So if they start with five wounds base, and they've got a five up ward and a four up armor save. Every time they cause a wound, they gain a wound. Right. If they go past ten wounds, they become a scythe chariot. Okay. Doesn't change their unit strength. They're still, but their unit strength five is a chariot, which is brilliant because yeah. then they can flank and rear stuff and get rid of ranks. Yeah. But. My record's 26 wounds. <laughs> That's what I got it up to. Um, it was against the Dark Elf Army, and it just tore us around the rears. And it was just killing everything. Like, I would have a pre-existing combat, and then this chariot would come in and do, oh, that's five wounds. I mean, it was lucky. It was a lucky game. Yeah. yeah. I was doing, like, five, six wounds Some, every something, Something's gone it. wrong if there's 20-odd wounds. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was in four combats, and across those four combats, it picked up, like, 16 wounds just on impact hits. Oh, wow. Eh? And then it's doing... You know, it's attacks as well, and it just goes ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, yeah. ding, and yeah. it just goes insane what it can pick up. But yeah, I love them. I think that there's there isn't a bad unit in in this book. So you know, so getting into specific, what the difference with the Strigoi? So Strigoi, 
in law, uh, for those of you who don't know, are the bestial nightmares. They are the bullied stepchild of the vampire army in terms of law. Um, all the other knightly houses, all the other vampire houses are quite knightly and regal and stuff like that, and that reflects in their army lists. The Strigoi don't have a home. It was destroyed a long time ago, um, and they are the slavering beasts where they just run forwards and wreck face. Yeah, they're the feral vampires. Feral vampires. Yeah. We run fast and hit things fast. <laughs> um, in terms of, I mean, the back of the book army list that you have in the vampire counts really sums them up well. Lots of ghouls, lots of dogs, lots of bats. Mm. Charge. I, you it, know? I suppose the closer you get to a ghoul vampire, maybe. Well, they're called ghoul kings. Yeah, they are. You know, in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, they're, they're insane. <laughs> so what, I, we'll get into it, but why... Why are they your? Is it was it the law thing that made you go that way? Yeah. Or was it the rules? So, I've always loved their law. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Um, you know that they, they had a city in the middle of the Badlands that was uh, the jewel of their little empire, and then Neferata got jealous of it, decided that she was going to siege it, twist a load of orcs to come and take it down because she couldn't do it herself, the lazy bitch, and then <laughs> this giant orc wire that came out of nowhere just destroyed them. Now they're scattered. And I love this whole sense of this bestial vampire that's not an aristocratic thing, that hasn't got this all predetermined plan going on yeah. and stuff. It's, he just wants a house. <laughs> all he wants is he just wants a house. Um, the the whole thing with Strigoi and the law as well, they would only feed on criminals. So inside their cities, they weren't feared. Mm. They were loved. You know, um, They wouldn't go and hunt in the night and all of that stuff. And even ne like in the current law, they'll feed on animals before they'll feed on like a passerby. Well, I quite yeah. like that. That what makes them different law-wise is they don't have like the arrogance, the pompousness of some vampires. And they actually they hate just, like, the other vampires yeah. for it. Yeah, you know, um, like a creature that just wants to survive. That's all they want, and that's why I've loved them. Their models, I've always liked. I loved the weird bat-like nature of them and stuff. I never liked the big froofy collar of the von Karsteins. Yeah, yeah. I never liked the Nosferatu look of the neck rocks. Love blood, blood dragons. I think they're awesome. Yeah. But it, I the did Bretonia that. vampires. Yeah, love them. Love them. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I wanted to do the army that I couldn't do as a kid. And I think part of the reason I wanted to do them as a kid is because they were expensive. You want what you can't have. Yeah. But now there's the, ch you know, I have adult money, not child money. Um, and also 3D printing's a thing. Mm -hmm. um, most of my army is 3D printed. Um, and, you know, it, I, I just love them. In terms of how they differ from a normal army, like a normal vampire counts army, it's all about speed. Yeah. And that reflects, firstly, in their blood bloodline powers. They can have fly as a foot creature. So you've then suddenly got a vampire that can zip 20 inches across the table. Yeah. Which is terrifying for any... I, I see it every single game. Like, what do you mean turn two? He's in my back lines. <laughs> yeah, no, he's there now. But why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you don't you don't have the punch of an extra dragon on it, but no. mo most people I'd argue would bring the dragon for the flying part, yeah, rather than the rather okay. It doesn't the... cause terror, but he's also not a large target. He's a single dude. He's small, and the thing with vampire counts and their magic is, he'll br just make a unit, yeah, because they're all casters other than the throws. But I have one army where it's the vampire flying squadron, where the VAF, as I like to call them, the vampire air force, where it's a count <laughs> three throws. Um, a bat swarm, bunch of dogs and ghouls, and then a bunch of fell bats. Yeah. And it's no, these are mice guys. And I just fly <laughs> across the board. It's not that strong, but it's funny, you know. And people say, oh, but you know, 
the strength of a vampire army is in its casters. I've still got one. Yeah. That's enough. They go, oh, but what if your enemy dispels? I don't count on casting magic the first turns. Hmm. I don't count on it. I'll roll it every now and again, but, you know, miscasts are all from, from our From our game, you weren't using destructive. I don't use destructive magic. It all... It's all about buffing yeah. and creating blocks of meat and stuff. I think Necrarchs are about destructive magic because they can do death magic a lot better. Yeah, yeah. They can add range to their spells and stuff like that. They're really good at the offensive magic. Um, and so are the Von Karsteins. They're really good at offensive stuff. So basically, they use magic that will add to the strengths of Strigoi. Yeah. For, the, so, for their killingness, you would say. Exactly. So whip a vampire to behind the back line, raise a unit of zombies right next to him. Yeah. Bang. You know, <laughs> um, I, I don't bring any ranked units to the table. I create them in the game as and where I need them. I make those slow units happen where I need them to be. Yeah. It's a very disconcerting plan for the enemy. And I was saying to Dave earlier, there's an old magic adage that block, you know, maths is for blockers. Tactic is for defenders in my book. You mm. know, I will go fast, I'll overwhelm you, hope you make mistakes and panic. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's nothing in my army that moves slower than eight inches. The whole army's quick. That's right. Everything's fast. Everything will be in combat latest turn three. Because you've got, with your armies, you've got two... Two big blocks of knights. Two massive blocks of black knights. With ranks of like two rows of them. Well, the, yes, yeah, so there's ten of them. Nine plus a character in each one. Mm. Again, the controversial thing of running a mounted necromancer, people get f afraid of that. But I've got nowhere else to put them. <laughs> because the rest of my army is 25 dogs, 25 ghouls and units of five. You can't put characters in ghouls because they're scavengers. They're mm. a lot, uh, you just, you're not allowed. Um, two by three fellbats. Um, a coach and a banshee. This is two thousand five hundred. There was like because playing them, there was a wave, and you do panic, don't the, you? Yeah. When you see it coming towards you, like what? It's what? Like, oh. shit, here we go, and you kind of, you know, like like because I got chaos work, so I know most of my stuff could beat that line yeah. in combat. But what it makes me worry about is, oh fucking hell, these these guys behind. If I if I, got, if I don't deal with these in one turn, these yeah. guys are going to be on me. And I mean, in our game, I exploded and miscasted and took out four of my own Black Knights from one of my units in one turn. <laughs> and know. that was, oh, that's painful. That was that a happens. highlight. But that's magic, magic. isn't it? It's, it's what happens. If you take the Vampire Air Force, you're not taking magic, but then you're fast enough. You kill the casters. You use some of those Throuser's little suicide bombs to just go straight into a... The, if a wizard's hiding in a unit, you go on the flank and you just mm. kill the wizard. Well, I think, I think it proves that if, if people... You've always said that, oh, it's vampire counts, that it's magic which wins you the day. Nah. You, you had one turn that was both of you guys miscast, didn't you? Yeah. And I'm sure you had another turn as well, which Where was... Where I just casted nothing. Yeah, or, or did it, or did, it. Yeah, or something. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so you had two turns, and we didn't go... We didn't even go the whole fucking six turns. No, we went five, to turn five. five. <laughs> I was quite happy I got to five, yeah. to be honest. Our dice were very crap, that game, on it was both sides. Dice. Well, other than when you fuck of death for me. This man rolled seven sixes on Fog of Death yeah! against my army. So if you haven't played with a Dark Emissary before, there's a horrible, I call it the self-destruct button. It's usually used when things aren't going well. The but tactical nuke in tactical this game. Tactical nuke, um, which is basically every unit, if it goes off, gets D6. It's only strength three hits. But against a strength three army like mine. Like yours, like Empire, yeah. Gobos, Elves. Elves. Um, it can be, because every single unit gets D6. But the flip side is... You didn't suffer in this game. I don't think, but the flip side is I also roll for each of my units, but it only goes off 
each unit goes four yeah. over on a d6. It goes so I did get a few, a couple. It, it always tends to be about half my army will be. You probably affected it. four of your units, but I think you took two wounds out of all of it. You know because you've got lots of armor in your. But the good thing, lots of toughness. good thing about chaos is toughness and armor. Yeah. So that's why I'm not too so scared. You but yeah, mine. Oh Christ! You've made half my army melt. <laughs> that was my fear. And th this that was is, the only way I was still kind of in it. And this leads us into what the weakness of the Strigoi army is by not running blocks of skellies and zombies. Yeah. If someone nails you with a mortar, with a stone thrower, with fog of death, hmm. Gork's warpath, any of this stuff, you can't res it back. Right. You can't revive those units. Whereas if you're running a Necrarch army, which is a wave of zombies or skeletons or something, with a couple of those units on the side you don't care if the ghouls die you don't care if someone nails all your skeletons because you just bring them back next turn yeah i don't have a single unit of skellies in my army no i mean i have i used to but i don't like it they were too you slow you just raise things don't you yeah I've, I've got like 60 zombies that i bring to every game with me um i don't plan on using them i, plan, I hope i use them all but i've never got them all out yeah using um, those get what a unit of skellies 10 skellies about same as one Five hounds? No, five hounds are only 50 points. So I wouldn't have sacrificed any of those hounds for... Because so, they all got in my way, where skeletons would have got in the way, so unit but they wouldn't have got to me as quickly, would yeah, they? A unit of ten, just ten, which is a tiny unit, yeah. with hand, weapon and shield, and no command is 100 points. So that's that two like, units that of dogs. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. It is a lot, because they cause fear. Yeah. You know? oh. uh, um, so they're a lot more expensive than Empire Swordsmen, for that reason. Mm. You know, um, But they were just too slow for me. Every game I've taken um, uh, skellies in, there's, they're sitting on the back line while Just the rest of my army is causing havoc and doing stuff. And they're like, oh, what do we do, boss? Because with the Strigoi, I'm flying 20 off first turn. That means my march bubble, for those who don't know, with undead, you can only march within 12 inches of your general. So when my lord buggers off, the rest of the army can't march anymore. So I need the rest of the army to be quick yeah. and have high base movement or be alive in order to march. See, bat swarms, they're moving 10 every turn. Your fell bats are moving 20. Your dogs, even when they're out of range, are moving 9. And your mm. ghouls are always moving 8. So everything's going up quickly still. Whereas skellies, once your lord's buggered off, are moving 4. Yeah. And Is at it... that point, you're a dwarf, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or a tomb king, but at least tomb king got their, their magic, you know? Um, so what, they're what, very you've asymmetrical. So you've also got the... Um... What was the spell score which helps you move? So that's the one which is kind of like yeah. You've got Van Hell's Dance Macabre, which is just oh, it's a beautiful spell. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. There's a BAM version of it as well in the Book of Arkham. It's only twenty five points, which is so cheap for what it does. Um, if successfully cast, you can move a unit eight inches. If that eight inches takes it into contact with an enemy, they count as charging. And I'll double check it, but I don't think they can take. A, they can't even take a reaction to it. But, but essentially, in one turn, it's like you could do a march and then a charge. Not a charge, but a march and then eight inches to charge into yeah. a unit. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. So I mean, if you take Black Knights for example. They've got a fourteen-inch march. Mm -hmm. Eight with Van Hells puts them at twenty-two. Yeah, that's a huge threat range. Yeah. That's massive. A flying unit now has a 28-inch threat range, turn one. <laughs> yeah. Your dogs have got a 27-inch threat range, turn one. Yeah. You know? Sorry, 26. Yeah, yeah. Massive amounts of speed. No one thinks a vampire army is going to be fast. And once you cast that once... Yeah. Like when we were doing playing before, once you cast that once, it seems to be all my tactics... Revolve around or, or wherever that I spell. moved was... Yeah. Right, I can't move there because he's going to move 22 but inches. But then you use that 
in you, you you need to then calculate around that because the thing is with the book of arc and as soon as you reveal it everyone's going to save dice for that yeah so you go okay cool that's one or two less dice out of the pool yeah immediately because they're going to use that for book of arc yeah. so that's fine so you got to save the cast of it until you need it or you use it as a distraction piece to just fish those dice yeah out, you know um and then that allows you to cast all your other spells. The amount of times you let me just have my invocation in the heck to bring those zombies back. What does that do for the guys who do it? So that's, uh, you oh. can raise dead. Yeah, yeah. So for 1d6, 2d6, 3d6 for zombies and skellies, depending on the casting level. The amount of times you just let me do that. Yeah. And that because you were scared of the book. And then you're like, oh, crap, you just raised 12 zombies. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, um, I was very lucky in our game that with my two casters, um, I've got Dance Macabre twice, and then I've you know I, every vampire play, player takes the book. Yeah, most do anyway. So there's that. Other you know magic items of note, Staff of Damnation. I've recently started using it, and it's crazy. What's that do? So you've got Hellish Vigor, which is a spell. It's the number three on the vampires list. Normally, just the normal spell is target unit gets to re-roll hits and strike first. It's the only way. Um, that you can make zombies strike first um, against all other, with all other stuff it's great you know black knights suddenly basically has pseudo hatred wicked you know but the killer to me but then all undead units within 12 getting it <laughs> is nuts <laughs> yeah it's absolutely nuts especially just... if you've got a bunch of units attacking so like you've got my knights surrounded with a two or three units and with... they then can all reroll and yeah. you just use one spell to move them in yeah then you cast a spell. Oh, it's a bit of a wombo combo. It's a bit of a wombo combo. Yeah. You know, and this is the it's a double edged sword of having a necromancer in a unit of knights. You've basically got a taxi service inside there mm. that then juices them up. Okay, you you're not a lot of people would say that it's a bad idea to do that because you're sacrificing putting a combat character or even just another knight in there. But you're gonna my unit's gonna get there quicker than yours and it's gonna have a higher potential to hit than yours yeah so i i class that as better okay it's putting the necromancer in danger but that's only if you're saying that they're actually going to strike back with the unit as long the as the amount can... of hits you can re especially if you you know you got a big roll of knights that are can twat you got if it's a bat swarm i'm sure the bat swarm had the re-roll hits a few times didn't they which was uh you're throwing a million dice they're gonna those those bats that usually can't hit are gonna hit something yeah and i mean bat swarms aren't designed to kill things they did some wounds this they did game, yeah you know it, it's did they get nuts. a knight? They definitely got. They, did, they got a knight, didn't they? Not from the vigor thing. They didn't. No. They whittled down a fen beast. They whittled down four, a fen beast four, with it. Four wounds. Yeah, the it, it's the knights having the knights. If anybody does know what a fen beast is, it's essentially it's kind of, it's a it's a very weak <coughs> tree. Man. It's just made of mud and shit and sticks. It, it's a wet tree. Man. Yeah, that's it. So you kind of keep re-upping it, its yeah. wounds with it. But the fact is, my point. I use it because I don't have any swarms. Often the fen beast is used as a swarm, and I yeah. just re-up its, its wounds. But when it goes up against another swarm, that kind of negates it. In a exactly. Bit and then you've got the other thing with Strigoi. That... It can be like it's really, it's really tough. It's got toughness five or six. But yeah. so then, but even then, those bats were whittling it down. Yeah. Well, it's five attacks a base. They'll sit there long enough. Yeah. They don't care if they lose combat. They're yeah. designed. To be an annoyance, and that fen beast, if it had got into the flank of one of my units of knights, could have really hurt me. Yeah. So the first thing I did was stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ghouls against them, fantastic. They're such high toughness, but they have got no armor save. So chuck some ghouls in, pray for sixes. Pray for sixes, yeah. and you got some sixes. That's yeah. what you always get. If, 
That's the, I think it's the fact of getting two attacks with the ghouls. Oh, they're brilliant. So if you've got five, you've got ten attacks yeah. going on to one thing. I love taking You're going to get, I think you roll ten, you're probably going to get a six. Yeah, it's great as well when you take them against the Wood Elf army where in pitch battles, which is what Dave's event's going to be, they're like, oh, I get two extra forests. That's great, mate. Yeah. Thanks. Because now that means that I can hop across the board and you will never see me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just ping out and you'll be like, oh, that's 10 attacks from five models. And I, I'm a wood elf and I've got shit armor saves. Yeah. You know? uh, I hate wood elves. I hate them with a passion. I hate high elves. Yeah. It's only the amount of dice that they usually have going up against me. It's oh, like... it's just the amount of bloody special rules wood elves yeah. have. But anyway, positivity. <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> no. <I> refuse. <laughs> so Strigoi don't get magic items. It's one of their things. Right. They get none. But our bloodline powers are broken good. So <laughs> take off, us through. Take us through. Off the bat, we probably get eighty points of shit for free. Like what? What do you mean? So, if you're a Strigoi Count or Lord, you get a five-up ward plus one attack and hatred for free. So thinking of my magic items, I got a, what, what ward was it? Five up. Five up. Well, even there's that in this book. So so five five up ward, you get at least forty fifty points. So it's thirty in the vampire's item. book for a, for a five up ward. Yeah. A plus one attack, sword of battle. That's twenty five. So that's fifty five yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. There isn't anything in here that can give you hatred, but I'd easily say that's worth thirty points for yeah, hatred. The you yeah. know, rerolling the first round of combat, and that's for free. The drawback is you can't ever take a BSB. Oh, really? Yeah, on a vampire. You can't put a vamp BSB on a vampire, but vampire BSBs are kind of shit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not as if they're doing a lot of leadership yeah. tests to run, is it? You can't use any magic item. You have to fight on foot, and you can't take mundane weapons or armor. They're the drawbacks. There's yeah. quite a few drawbacks, but you're getting about 80 points worth of stuff for free, hmm. just straight off the bat, you know, yeah. which, which is great. Talking of bats, you can make them fly for 45 points, um, which is great so that yeah. because it's 45 points you can give it to your throws which are hero level yeah so that's the vampire air force three flying throws and a flying count yeah not many people can deal with four flying vampires coming at them a turn are thralls or magic casters no they no, don't have any levels just heroes, no. so just just the lords have got casters yeah. um then you've got curse of the revenant which is a very strong loadout with bat form so your lord's got a five up save and now he's got regen oh yeah, yeah. so yeah, you might hurt him. He's toughness five, but then he's got a five up ward, and then he's got regen. Obviously, it is a third saving roll, isn't it? Yeah. So you got your armor, then your ward. And how many people actually use flaming attacks? Not, yeah. Not really. Oh, yeah. It's never come up for me. You can give him plus one wound, so mm. you then suddenly got taught vampire lord. You then have a five wound vampire lord on a twenty mil base, <laughs> which is silly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. You can give him infinite hatred as well. Yeah. So he's always re-rolling his hits. Yeah. How much extra is that? Uh, that's only 30 points. So your foot mounted... like So a good one is uh, stick him in a unit of Graveguard, which your foot mounted uh, mm -hmm. white. Um, you give a... Like for a, a Count or for a, a Lord, you give him Infinite Hatred for 30. Einstein used for 20, so that's plus one strength. So he's now strength six. Uh, and then plus one wound. So he's strength six, five wounds always re-rolling yeah and he's just like i declare a challenge and just kill stuff <laughs> yeah. you know um it's, it's nasty and then there's the, the pocket one which has its uses uh which is summon ghouls hmm. when it works it works wonderfully which is you can bring on d3 plus one ghouls once per game from a table edge and when you've got an empire gun line 
or facing like, facing an Empire gun line or a Dark Elf gun line, mm. and you suddenly bring on four ghouls from the back line, and they're like, oh crap! It's something you're going to have to deal with. Yeah, isn't it? that's um, where usually like somebody might make the mistake of turning a bolt thrower round. Yeah, to and, deal and with these. Let's four deal with ghouls. them rather than the bloody knights. That so it's either you deal, turn around and shoot them and deal with them, yeah. or which is good because that gives you a turn to move everything else up or you don't deal with them and then you suddenly have these ghouls that are going to chain charge through the rest of your line there's a, there's a chance of moment because if you because they're skirmishes on this was minus mm -hmm. one to hit if you've got like a like my my lines of dark elves are just one line of ten yeah so they've got a turn that's minus one for moving yeah minus one for you're probably going to double shoot at it yeah and if it's an artillery crew, say it's a stone throw or something, you're not shooting at them yeah, because yeah. they're going to be that close. You're probably going to scatter and hit your own thing. <laughs> yeah. If it's a cannon, you'll kill one. Yeah. Or you know, uh, or maybe a spellcaster will waste a spell. Yeah. It could be spent. So it's more 25 damage. points, but that's kind it's of... It's a psychological part of it, yeah. isn't it, rather than the damage. It's going like, oh, fucking I'm going to have to deal I've with I've got to deal with this. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's. I would take that in a big game, like a 4K game, where I'm taking a second count. Yeah. Where I can then, because uh, it's 25 points, it's quite a lot, hmm. you know, because there's a lot of other good stuff in here that I would want to take before that. So it's a good little have it in your back pocket thing, Yeah, you know, just to have. Um, they're brilliant. They're so bloody good. They don't have the best bloodline powers, but they've got, like, as in the ones that you pay for, hmm. but they easily have the best bloodline abilities. Right, right, right. Which are the ones that you get for free at the start. Because... Do you think that's for everybody or just for your style of playing? Do you know? Would you getting eighty would, would points? You, would you get into a debate and argue with somebody in terms of like, no, no, you need to be. Well, von Karsteins get nothing. Right. Straight nothing. <laughs> right. They just go, but their bloodline powers that they pay for are amazing. Yeah. They're really good. Necrots get plus one to cast, can use arcane items, but minus two weapon skill. I'd say that you're not getting a lot for what you're losing there. Mm, you yeah. know, it's okay. Blood Dragons, plus two weapon skill, have to always accept and issue challenges, uh, and your Lords and Counts get full plate armor, but generate one less power dice. Yeah. So again, that's pretty well balanced throughout. Lamia, plus two initiative, cause minus one leadership, can't choose weapons and armor, and minus one weapon skill. Pretty shit. Yeah. Yeah. Strigoi, holy crap. <laughs> the amount you are getting for free, because all of those are free. Yeah. But Strigoi are just, pff, they're nuts. They're absolutely <laughs> nuts. It can be the power gamer's choice in a lot of ways. But if you're talking true power gaming vampires, that is Von Karstein in the Storm of Chaos list. That oh, right, is yeah. nuts. Yeah. That army list is. So if, you, so if you were going up against your own army. Yeah. And I'm not just asking this because we're just about to have another game. No. But, <laughs> but just yeah, if you were going up against, well, against Strigoi in general, not even against your you. Yeah. Well, what would be your tactics? Um. Just for those, for those so who have if been, you've we've got, been helping the guys who play. Yeah. So the guys are going against. Well, the key to taking down any vampire counts army is taking down the general. Yeah. So if you've got anything in your Which army... Which isn't an easy ask, though. No, it? but if you've got anything in your army that can snipe out characters, that's great. So artillery know. is where you want to Well, make. like magic items yeah. as well. Um, I mean, I've lost to a really good friend of mine, Ed Howden, three or four times because he's landed a stone thrower on my vampire's head, <laughs> turn one. Before I've even gone, he's done that to my units before. Yeah, I it, you know. So if you've got artillery that uh, is good like that, that's good. It's also a brilliant way of getting rid of black knights. Any yeah. any artillery that can give no armor save, good way of getting rid of them. That's good guessing that as well. You know, the, the distance to get once on you've a used them a few unit. times. Yeah, you, you know, people who can use artillery 
reliably a very good at that's what i that's what you know when i got back into the the hobby i was empire because that's just i seem to have the most yeah because i had some of them painted and some so it was was on quickest and i was always shit at it i just i don't know if i seem to have some kind of mental block i'm still even with me i can't do it when you're judging for charges yeah i'm sure we were playing i'm like is that 12 inches yeah it's (laughs) when it's when you play with a carpenter and they're like it's 11 and three quarters (laughs) yeah yeah but no, so sniping the characters is a really good way of dealing with it. Mm. Refusing flanks is another very good way because vampire counts are weirdly quick. We've got a lot of movement spells. We've got a lot of very fast units in the army. So if you can box off and refuse flanks, let them come to you. What happens to your army if you get the your general? Oh, so the rest of anything that's undead will start crumbling. So you have to roll a leadership test and they're pretty low leadership across the board other than whites. Whatever you fail that test by is how many wounds you lose. So the yeah. army just goes yeah. and just disappears real fast, you know. Is that nobody can march anymore as well? Nope, no one can march anymore because yeah. the general's dead. So it's a really good way of scuffering a vampire. And a lot, of da- a lot of a lot of magic dice is just left as well. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, even if you're running a, a non-strigoi list, that's still a lot of magic. Yeah. More so if it's a necromancer or a necroc list, that's just yeah. strength gone entirely. Um, so you can't you can't get at the general. Well, all right, the general, the guys, whoever I'm playing, be just, they're, they're keeping their lord out of the way. Yeah, be defensive. Don't go at them. No, they're coming at you. <laughs> yeah. That is a, they have to. Yeah. We've got no missile things other than spells hmm. and the banshee. Yeah. The banshee's really short range. It's only eight inches, so they've got to get close to you. Mm-hmm. So castle up. Make sure that you're in a real nice defensive position. Don't block your units. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you can uh, take the charges that you want to take. Because you're probably not going to make many charges. You're probably yeah. going to be taking them. So get those units there that can take those charges mm-hmm. and give yourself some alleyways to then come out and deal with these bricks of knights or grave guard that are coming at you. You know? What a good. I mean. I don't mean what the names of an item or something like. What a typical in terms of what the item does. Yeah. What's typical items to like? I'm assuming anything which is immune to psychology would usually help. Yeah, I mean, one te- of the vampire counters. Yeah, be a fear thing. is a weapon in the vampire yeah. army because even a shit unit like skeletons only needs to win combat by one and outnumber you, and they're making you run away. Yeah. So getting as much immune psychology as you can in your army, or alternatively, fear causing stuff. Oh, they, because yeah, yeah. that cancels it out yeah. too you know um, getting as much of that in your army as you can or unbreakable stuff like that other kinds of magic items that are really handy is the Empire Van Horseman Speculum which flips the stats so you have a nasty vampire coming towards you on a warrior priest or a wizard and you change stats with them <laughs> yeah. really handy way yeah, of dealing yeah, yeah. with that you know um, the Empire's got some surprisingly good yeah items. done properly yeah. you know um, they've pretty pants magic weapons but then they're talismans yeah. and stuff there's some cool stuff in there but um wood elves you've got um hail of doom arrow so a 3d6 shot magic missile there's your spirit host dead yeah you yeah. know uh, it's not even a magic missile it's a fired from their normal bow and they're like ballistic skill 16 or something because they're a fucking elf what theory have you got in your army is it just just the banshee? the banshee but most people will run a big block of spirit hosts yeah, I've had they've been well. They're just the same as the freaking bats getting it. It's but you can't gonna... damage them unless yeah. it's magic or crumbling. That's the only way you can deal with them. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's another good way of dealing with them. Try and get rid of the unit of skeletons. Most okay. people look at them. They go, "There's no point killing them. They're just going to bring them back." Get rid of them because then all I can bring it back with is a hand weapon. That's it. 
Whereas if I've got a unit with light armor, hand weapon, shield, standard champion, musician, mm. I'm going to keep all that until you kill the very last three. So oh, that's a good point because I have had. I mean, when I was getting back in, I was asked. I was going up. I think I had an undead player in the same. Do you know when you begin in a tournament? I was like, yeah. so I was never played them before. So I was yeah. like asking everybody, and the advice was most of the time was, especially I was dark elves at the time. Yeah. So it's it's usually the first question is what do I shoot at. And everyone says, oh, not the skellies. It's the living no. stuff. Shoot the ghouls. Shoot the... Which... No, shoot the thing next to the ghouls, because then the ghouls will panic away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's you know, a good point. Yeah. The leadership's six. They'll yeah. fuck off. Yeah, no, that's know? the point. Because they were like, oh, you just don't shoot the stuff that they're just going to regenerate. Black knights have got a two-up save. But that's What's such a good point. What's the point in throwing small arms at a black knights? They're going to probably pass it oh, anyway. Oh, them, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bolt throwers, brilliant, because no armor saves. Yeah. Cannons, brilliant, no armor saves. Stone throwers, all your war machines save for the big units. All your small arms fire, get rid of the dogs. Dogs will ruin your day if you let them come up the flank. Bat swarms, get get them as low on wounds as possible before they come in. They're toughness two. Yeah. So even a bow is going to hit them, uh, wound them on a three, and there's no armor saves. Get rid of them as fast as you can. Because if all they've got left is those black knights when they come in, easy to deal with. You yeah. know, if if you take my army list for example, if you kill all my chaff before it hits you, I've got two units of black knights and a coach. <laughs> Can't do anything with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd have to be very lucky because, especially like if you use the empire detachment tactics, which is you have a parent unit and a couple of small ones on the sides. So the parent unit takes the charge. That's your stubborn one, immune to psych, unbreakable and your little ones can come in and close the doors on the side mm. you've negated a lot of that strength black knights aren't very good turn two they've lost their lancers that's low initiative so you've got a chance if you can hang in there you've if got you a can chance. take that charge that's what I mean so castle up put that unit in the front that can deal with the charge mm. and then after you've taken that first hit you're going to take a lot of damage yeah. but after you've taken that first hit then you can you can ruin them Maybe look at some spells like the ones that you know put your weapon, put their weapon skill down, or you get re-rolled. Yeah, or... yeah. And then vampires, great way of dealing with them, especially the Strigoi ones, when they're right by themselves, charging with a unit. Doesn't matter what the unit is, three ranks standard out number. That means that I have to do at least five wounds to you. How many attacks has it got? Five. Uh, six on a count on a lord, five on a count, four on a throw. So the maximum we can get is six. So that yeah, that means I have to do at least five or six wounds to you. Yeah. I have to do five just to draw combat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you've got a musician, and I've lost by one anyway. So if you and then the vampire, if you manage to get wound. one wound off, yeah, and then it's lost a wound. Probably, you know, right. yeah, that's a good point. So that that's the way of dealing with them is why when they're by themselves, nail them. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Declare a challenge with a unit champion straight away if it's against a vampire. You can only kill your champion that way. Yeah. You know, he's still going to get a load of combat res points, but you're still going to have your unit. So then you're still going to have your three rank standard out number. He might have five kills on your unit champion. You've still then balanced it and you've still got a musician. Yeah. You can still then take the wound off him. Yeah. Do that enough times, he will die. Flank, once he's a single character in combat, he's now got a flank and a rear. So then you can hit him with another unit. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. another two in your favour, you know. And that's how you especially could... if the players got all excitable and, as you say, flown, yeah, flown forward, expecting to do, it and then doesn't manage to do anything. Yeah, then... he's away from the rest of his army as well. They are a glass cannon, which means if yeah. on the on the charge they're nuts. Yeah, but then after that charge is made, if you haven't dealt with them, 
it's all going to go wrong yeah. really fast. Yeah. If you notice from if you, if our game then, every combat that drew out past the first turn, I was buggered. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, because you know, it's kind of like I just had to hold in there for one. Yeah. Um, That's all you have to do is just hold that one turn. Me. And unless I can get a second charger in, I'm dead. Yeah. You know, I'm absolutely ruined. And that was usually the unit with ranks. Yeah. It was, I'm sure, the one where I didn't want to do it, but I had to overrun it, and I overran into your lord, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, but they lasted a couple of rounds. But they? I was, yeah, he lasted. You the only reason casted a zombie up at the back of them. That's the only so reason start, I managed it is because yeah. you let me have the zombie spell. Yeah. Because like, oh, that's not the scary one. Yeah, but it did you in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because all I only need six. Yeah. And I get your ranks. Well, yeah. five, sorry, and then your ranks are gone. And then my one vampire in the front will fucking have you because then that's your three ranks gone. That means that I don't have to do five wounds anymore. I have to do three. Yeah. You know, it, it's a lot nicer to work that way so yeah that, that's how you deal with vampires Sweet. is methodically <laughs> well, you, you know all right brilliant well thanks so much are you looking forward to war the ever chosen oh so much <laughs> so i built this army specifically for them i've had this is my third undead army undead are my little babies yeah, yeah, yeah um and i really cannot wait for war of the ever chosen this is. I've just played a game with Dave, and I played another game with my friend Matt. We were the using other the day. rules, weren't we? From the oh, game. they're insane! So what do we get? We got uh, on the day you we rolled got six things. We got anti grab. So everybody got a couple of extra inches movement. Everybody got plus one strength. Yeah, and great weapons didn't strike last anymore. That's right. So that was that was. It didn't help me much, but it helped the no. The, but it was crazy. And then the the game I played the other day, we had everyone's got poison attacks and armors at minus one save. That was toxic. Yeah, that toxic was against a demon legion of Nurgle as well. So it was very thematic. Law friendly. And on point. Very law yeah. friendly. Uh, but then bat swarmed with poison attacks. <laughs> they were nasty. The one which I'm terrified to roll, but also equally excited, is the blood frenzy one. Oh, where yeah, everyone yeah. gets hatred, frenzy, and blood greed at the same time. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> yeah. that would be insane. Because I'm thinking, oh, my black knight's charging in stuff, but then, oh god, if they're taking charge, I'm thinking something like Empire Great Swords with those rules. Yeah, ow, you know, or Chaos Warriors with two hand weapons charging in with that. Chosen, chosen knights suddenly have three. Chosen knights of corn with that. <laughs> yeah. Chosen knights of corn with hatred. No, no. No, thank you. I don't like that. But no, I'm really looking forward. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Really it's gonna, can't wait. It's going to be fun. It'll be like, it might be a bit mental. Yeah. But you can't, that was really good. I really enjoyed that game, actually, because it was. It's really weird because you kind of look at the. Because obviously it's going into the chaos wastes and each environment's different. There's not one that you don't roll and kind of worry about and go, oh, no, that's going to be bad. But you also realize, oh, shit, no, that helped. It's bad for everybody sword. and it's good for everybody. So that's what we're trying to balance. I out. mean, if you're taking a gunline army, shame on you anyway. But <laughs> then your gunline army can suddenly do something in combat yeah. if it gets the frenzy one, yeah. you know. So, but Mago in the fog, there's a fog one, which is shooting. So, yeah, you know, pros and cons. Like the I day. say, shame on you for taking a gunline army. Shame on you. Right? <laughs> so anyway, cheers, mate. Let's think. Thanks very much for the advice. Cheers. Everybody, look into if you have a stragoid. There you go. If you're not, you're thinking about it. I've, I've been talking to a few people recently that. And thinking about Does it seems so to be the new fun little flavor new fun one we'll come talk to you i'm sure you'll see tom at a lot of events and Hopefully. resurrection and maybe um you're gonna see a bunch around so if you see him i'm sure i'll give you five minutes of you absolutely give, give thanks for having me dave no problem thanks very much mate much appreciated thanks for listening guys hope you got a lot of advice and hopefully a couple of laughs too uh remember to check out tom's 3d store on etsy called the beast forge 
And remember to check out talesfromtheoldworld.com if you're looking for tickets for War the Ever Chosen. Um, and look out next week where I talk to Phil Ashton about his Beastman army, which is really good. So look out for that. And thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Tales from the Old World, a Warhammer fantasy podcast sponsored by War of the Ever Chosen, a sixth edition fantasy event with some of the most fun and unique scenarios in the hobby. Go to talesfromtheoldworld.com to get your tickets today to claim the title of Ever Chosen.